This generation of AAU basketball is in trouble. Find out why next. I played AAU late. I played AAU my eighth grade and ninth grade year, and then I was still eligible after I graduated the summer of because I graduated at 17. And I played the summer that I graduated or going into my graduation year, I played AAU basketball. And it was a little more organized, a little more adult um, controlled. But now on the big stage where there's 40 to 50 cameras, 40 to 50 NBA coaches slash scouts, 10 to 15 different celebrities at games, I don't know where AAU is going. I have pros and cons. The pros of playing AAU on the big stage is, of course, you stay off the streets. But now a lot of the generation wants to be like the rappers that they're listening to. So that's kind of an oxymoron, but that's neither here nor there. So at least they have the attempt or the ability not to be um, on the streets. Exposure. If you don't have a name and you feel like you can compete on that highest high school summer level in AAU, playing um, for the sponsored clubs like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, uh, circuits like that. This is that's a great way to get your name out. I've seen countless players um, go from unranked to rank, unranked to number one, uh, top fifty to top ten, and even unranked to the NBA. And obviously, this is number one. This is the top talent. If you want to test your skills and see if you are ready for that next leap or for that next level of competition, which is um, either overseas or college, AAU on that on those circuits that I just named, like the Under Armour, the Nike, and the Adidas circuits is the best for you. Now the cons, there's too many games being played. I don't know the exact number of how many games are being played, but it has been well documented that teams play too many games. They play somewhere around five to six games in a day, maybe maybe eight games in a weekend. And there's not a lot of practice being had nowadays with AAU teams. It's really scouting that goes on when um, during the school year, um, during times where AAU isn't going on. That's when a lot of the organizations are doing scouting. So you can have a team where 
they might be based out of LA and they might have a player that's from Chicago when is he possibly not only is he from Chicago but lives and goes to school in Chicago when is he possibly able to practice with his team If you watch Overtime Elite, they have this documentary um, or docu-series going on with um, it's, it's really like a day in the life or just just, you know, episodes with Kyan Anthony where his dad's team, Team Mellow, is based out of the DMV area and his son doesn't live in the DMV. His own son doesn't even practice as much but now granted it is a son of a top 10 scorer of all time so as long as he's in the gym with his son and I'm speaking of Carmelo Anthony as long as he's in the gym with his son then okay I understand the whole practice thing but you still need time with their with their players you still need off the court time with their players and they don't get a lot of practice time it's too many celebrities. It's too many cameras. This isn't really their fault. It's really more of what the world has become with social media. Um, and I've learned through just watching humans. Once a camera is out, people act wild. Once players learn that, you know, their homeboys or people in the crowd got little side bets on them, it gets a little hectic anytime a camera is out or or money has been thrown out it gets hectic no matter what it is and once again social media everybody wants the highlight play i've seen this is the narrative that we have to stop i have seen countless highlight accounts for basketball where they are posting a player takes another player one-on-one, crosses him up, makes the defender touch the ground in some way, shape, or form, and misses the shot, and they still post it. What is so great about that highlight? That he missed the shot? Okay, woo, woo, woo. I understand that he crossed his defender up. I understand that his handle was tight. I understand that the move was great. But it's not an official highlight until you make the shot. Now, if you want to title the caption of the video, oh, what could have been, he almost had a highlight here. Okay, I get it. But they're, they're, they're making the captions of these, of these videos, these 15 to 20 second videos, only about the crossover and he bricked or all glassed or airballed the shot. When does this end? And this is probably my biggest issue. And this has been going on. This is just the battle between the U.S. and the world. The players here aren't as fundamental. Not saying that they're not skilled, but they don't learn the fundamentals. If you go overseas and you look at these camps that are being ran, these organizations that are being ran when these 
these 13 year old boys 14 year old boys are becoming pro it's because they have they're playing with 25 28 30 33 35 maybe even 40 year olds Luka Dantich an example you wonder why Luka is so great you want to know why Luka is so skilled and so unfazed when he plays it's because he's been a pro since he was 14 years old it's because he's been playing against 30 year olds since he was 12 it's because he's been in high pressure situations since he was before he even had his license that doesn't that doesn't happen in the u.s now players get to play in high level situations but they aren't taught by the older players that they have they're all the same age so it's really the blind leading the blind in a sense now i coach aau basketball i'm an assistant coach in jackson florida um this was my first year um coaching aau basketball and i will absolutely be back for year two but what i've noticed is that the kids that are on lower levels where there's not as many cameras and then the cameras that are out is their mom or their dad recording for them not a social media platform coming to your game to see you because they know who you are and you're ranked it, it looks a little thirsty i played in a game against um, a team i don't remember the team obviously and they had guys on their team where they was talking to our bench playing around on the court being disrespectful to the game i said bruh i'm thinking in my head if you do this now with no cameras, how do you act when there is a camera? Honestly, how, 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 how would you act if the cameras were out? If you were nationally ranked and you don't even know how to respect the game correctly now. And one of the biggest things I have an issue with with AAU is storming the court. This is not college football. Why are you storming a court? Because someone got crossed up. I get it. It's an exciting play. When when there's a highlight play in basketball, it's nothing like it. It's to me, honestly, a highlight play in basketball is better than any highlight play in any other sport. I get it. Getting dunked, uh, somebody getting dunked on. Uh, chase down block, crossover, game-winning shot, great ball movement, anything, a great steal, anything. It is a great time. It is a great feeling. I, I experienced one where um, my, my, my AAU team went down to Orlando. And weeks before we went to this, oh, we went to this tournament for the second time. They had won, won a championship, got the gold. We have one, right? This time we didn't win. We went one and three, two and three. Um, and the big thing with that is, I'll, I'll talk about that real quick. We were losing games to teams that weren't even scoring 50 points. So just imagine how many points we scored. We weren't getting blown out 80 to 30. We weren't getting blown out. The, the competition level was pretty close. 
and the competition level wasn't so far out from the best team to the worst team. It wasn't. But I, before we played our final game, there was uh, a AAU team where they had two different teams and they eventually got it to set up, which is hands down to that organization to have that many kids to where your A team can play your B team. And so as you would expect, that game was absolutely wild. Fans know each other from quote unquote, the opposing teams, players know each other, coaches know each other. Um, so anytime a highlight was being made, people running on the court, having the referees having to blow the whistle because repeatedly like repeated blowing of the whistle to get players off the court, uh, get players off the court, get fans off the court, uh, regain order. And the other thing that goes along with summer court is the taunting. Y'all know the, 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 head tab when you dunk on somebody and then they've upgraded it i remember when high school when that really started it was started like two three years after i graduated high, that that generation of high school players so this is like 2017 18 19 something like that um that generation of high schoolers were starting to celebrate dead in players faces like absolutely standing down, pat, patting their head. Oh, you got dunked on, patting the other player's head. Now that one's insane. I would have karate chopped a dude dead in his throat if he thought that he was just gonna tap my head after you dunked on me. I get it, you dunked on me. Nice, you can jump higher than me. What you're not about to do is little boy me. I will chop you in the throat and deal with the repercussions during. I don't care. There's a clip in the 707 when a dude got mossed and the dude that caught the ball tapped his defender on the head. They are both standing up, fully able. Taps him on the head and then tries to run back to the other. No! The defender did what I would have did. Came up and clocked him in the back of the head. And that boy's body looked like uncooked pasta. Just still and straight. No bend. And then this huge fight breaks out. What do you expect? Stop disrespecting my game. Stop disrespecting basketball. This is not how I, I get it. See? It's hard to say this because I feel like in the NBA, they call text too quickly because of taunting and stuff like that. But that's grown men. You get paid to do this. None of y'all are getting paid to hoop in a sense. You get deals off of your name. Not the same thing as being, you don't have a contract signed. You need to play this amount of games. You are obligated by this team to play. We will pay you millions of dollars. You're getting paid from NIL deals. It's a big difference. Once you are a grown man playing at the highest level, I feel like you should be able to taunt and show emotion. But other than that, play the game. I'm all for the celebration. Celebrate running back on defense. 
celebrate for a hot quick second and run back on defense. It's not like football when you make a play, it's a stoppage and play, everyone's talking, everyone's celebrating, and then you get back, you gotta realign the ball on the line of scrimmage and then do it all over again. Basketball is constant back and forth. There is no dead ball situation in basketball unless it is unless the whistle has been blown um, in the sense of a timeout or a foul. The only time any there is a dead ball situation every time after a play in football. So you, there's more chance to celebrate. I don't like the fact that Rod Wave has an AAU team. Like, be for real. I feel like if you... There's a difference between having an AAU team, contribute to your AAU team, and just having one for clout. And I think that's what he's doing. Okay, I understand. I don't know the man. I don't know that fat boy. But what he know about hoops, be honest. His music not even that good. You haven't even mastered the sound of your own occupation. What so what makes you think that you can jump into basketball? And one, they they have all these cameras out, always filming, always mocking up these players at the games and 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 practices. I've never seen Rod Wave at any of them. Why does he have a team? Now, if you're talking about okay, Quavo has a team. I get that. He was an athlete in high school. He can actually hoop. I get it. He's present at these games. At the very minimum, be present. I'm not going to say leave it to the professionals, but I enjoy that there is a team Derrick Rose a Brad Bill Elite who was on the rise as one of the top AAU teams in the country. Team Durant, Team Melo, like I re- recently mentioned. Paul George Elite, Team CP3 who has solidified their feet in the sand in AAU territory. Uh, JL3, John Lucas the third team. That's a great team. Team Thad has been around since I was in high school. Stuff like that. I don't like Rod Wave Elite. What? Like, be for real. What? Those kids, on I don't know if any of those kids are ranked on a level of where NBA scouts are keeping their eyes on them for the near future. But be for real. What is this? What is this, really? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Trust Me Wrong by Robert Cursing. I don't like the game of basketball to be disrespected treated with care the players before you did not disrespect the game so what makes you think that you get to just come up and reinvent the wheel you adapt and create you don't reinvent the entire wheel if you disagree with me you come onto the podcast so i can inform you trust me you are wrong I like that, Rob. Oh my God, I love Rob. <laughs> I love him. Wait.